When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Life, the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe. Cam Parker, producer alongside as well. Glad to have you with us. And we've discussed a variety of things, uh, including old television sets. I mean, we were talking about old TV brands like Magnavox and, you know, Quasar, Zenith. You said you had a Vizio. Vizio's a mm-hmm. pretty contemporary brand. Moon, Sun, Stars, Quasar, sound like yeah. Elroy Jetson. I had an RCA. You know, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, there's there's lots of that. So, anyway, there, we, that was one of the things we were talking about. And then, uh, uh, again, butchered lyrics to songs, butchered sayings, uh, things like that as well. Uh, our man Mike says, in the Valley, instead of Port's Manfield, uh, Port, Port Mansfield. Some people say Port Mansfield. Uh, uh, port Port uh, Port Man Port. You are Well, it looks the same, but I see what he's trying to go with. Portsmanfield instead of Port Mansfield. That's it. I thought he was to say Portsmanfield, but it's not. It's it's Portmansfield. You had me worried for like a half second. I'm like, dude, is Craig having a stroke? Like, I need to. CB says, I see that Mac is in town. He is. Mac Brown's at the Mac Jack and uh, oh, is that going the McConaughey is this weekend. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. What a neat deal. It's, it's, well, I better be careful. He might be listening right now. Probably not. You don't think but, so? Uh, well, if he knows you're on, he might be listening. Uh, we'll see. Shocked and wondering how I, I got a job over here, maybe. <laughs> you got along with Mac already. I, I like Mac. You never a had lot. a problem with him. No, I saw Mac. When did I see Mac? Uh, I've seen Mac a couple of times since he left. Yeah, yeah. We've had you know pleasurable yeah. interactions. Uh, somebody said I thought Destiny Child's song uh, "Bugaboo" lyric said, "Instead of break my lease so I can move, break my knee so I can't move." <laughs> well, that would yeah, work. Yeah. That, uh... Uh, t- that song takes on a little bit of a different tone. If you same thing with Jimi Hendrix, they uh, where, where the song where the lyrics, the actual lyrics are "Excuse me while I kiss the sky," and a lot of people think that was "Excuse me while I kiss this guy." So yeah, uh, Longhorn Bear says my dad would say "Jeet yet." Did you eat yet? Jeet yet? Jeet yet? J e e t. What did jeet yet? So. Uh, Captain Caveman says, I had a cane cast. I'm not familiar with that television. CB says, talk about the wood panel TVs in the 80s. We had one with our Betamax player. My oldest brother still has a Sony Betamax. 
Still does. Why? Well, I told him hold on to it now. Maybe Pawn Stars will come. They'll give him about two fifty for it. That's it. They're taking all the risk. Three fifty. Yeah, we take all the risk. Yeah, we store it and got to keep it back here. It's going to take forever to sell. I got to find the right buyer. Yeah. It would tree fitting. He, he wouldn't. He would not part with that Betamax. And I remember we had a pretty spirited debate over what was going to be longer lasting, that or the VHS. And I said the VHS mm-hmm. uh, off of that. But uh, he he still has it, and it's still operational. Is is Betamax, and he used it to to, to record programs. Cameron, well. you got anything in the collectibles realm that you hang on to? Sports or outside sports? Yeah, whatever. It don't, it doesn't yeah, matter. Sports, you don't have, have a, a Freddie Mercury jeweled crown in your. Uh, no, uh, I don't. Collection. I have a some great UT stuff. I have a big old sign, Texas flag from the two thousand and I think two thousand and four um, football signing they do the spring. You remember when you used to walk up DKR up yeah. the stairways? Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so I have some great signatures from used that. To do those back in high school. Vince. People would truck all kinds of items in there for. Getting signed. Right? Back when you could do that. Yes, yeah. helmets and footballs and shoes mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. I, mean, I have a, there was an old. I don't know if you guys you guys might remember. It's an old poster. I think it was um, Casey Hampton and two other defensive linemen. Sean, it was Casey Hampton, Sean Rogers, Leonard Davis, Leonard Davis. Trophy. Yeah, and they're holding the yes. horns. Yep, have yeah. that mm-hmm. signed. Uh, that's a great thing. I got Jordan Spieth signature. I got uh, Jamal Charles, and then I got. Um, some diecast NASCAR stuff too, so nice. I don't I don't have a great collection. No, that's, but, that's uh, cool. It's it's burgeoning. You yeah. know the one Longhorn autograph I don't have that I actually do want in my collection. I don't have anything signed by Leonard Davis. Yeah, and I know Longhorn fans are like, oh, you want some Colt? It's no, no, no. It's, that's how I view my Longhorn football pass. I want I need I need something Leonard Davis. Signed. Leonard going into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Wortham. Yeah, he's like the Paul Bunyan. Like you hear stories about. Leonard from more of them, they're like Paul Bunyan stories. Well, remember he played basketball with them too on their state yeah. tournament team. Well, there was one time there was like nineteen cows stuck in the mud, and Leonard just went out there <laughs> and freed them, them all and pulled them out of the mud by himself. Finally, uh, uh, not an app guy says I just got rid of my Betamax last year. Paid five hundred dollars for it in about nineteen eighty four. Yeah, uh, Bizarro Dale Dudley Nazareth. Uh, you know, he goes, how about this? Now you're messing with a son of a, uh, oh, wait, those are the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I saw Nazareth, the Texas jam in 1979. The lineup was TKO in this order of appearance, a band called TKO Nazareth, Sammy Hagar, when he was unknown prior to Van Halen, then Van Halen, Hart, Boston, Blue Oyster Cult. In that uh, order, Texas Jam. I used to spell it with two X's on Texas Jam. Something like uh, that. Moving Alden, I hope you throat punch the guy that tried to tell you Green was pronounced Groon. <laughs> hey, so real quick, when you were talking about knowing the, Alden, he was probably moving him uh, <laughs> down there. As a, when you were talking about the, uh, you mentioned the the crown and like we we're talking about overpriced things. I, when I was on with Bucky and Aaron earlier yeah. this week. Aaron was talking about how he went to a highfalutin wedding. They looked at the registry and saw like everything was several hundred dollars for a wedding gift. I'm like, well, at that point, you don't get. I don't think you get a wedding gift because what are you going to get them that they, they don't already have or That's can't get themselves, point. right? And and but the one thing E. Hogan saw was I'm like, I can't believe people still register for this. Do people actually? And I, I can say I have one point in time I have just because I'm fascinated by the receptacle. Does anyone regularly use a gravy boat anymore? The only time I can think about it is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, exactly. That's pretty much. So, and I think last Thanksgiving one... at, at Linda's daughter's house, she does this incredible 
Thanksgiving meal every year, and uh, there it was, gravy right. boat. So my question is, why do you need a fancy gravy boat that you're maybe going to use once, depending on what you have for Christmas, maybe twice a year? So you can tell people you have a gravy boat. That's why. It has nothing to do with the functionality of the gravy itself and turkey and dressing and all that. Why can't you just get no. a cheap gravy boat from Walmart? Why you got to have like a $500 gravy boat? Well, it's a good point there. Yeah. Fake, just fake it. Yeah. I got a $29 gravy boat, and I'm proud of it. You know, like I think it was uh, somebody figured out that Cliff Kingsbury was wearing like fake watches. Yeah. Like he had a, like, oh, he has a Breitling watch. And somebody's like, no, like some watch expert was like, no, look at his wrist if you look at the way. I don't know, it's with the hands removing yeah. or something, like it's completely fake. And I'm like, well, yeah, who cares? Why not wear this, you know, $80 yeah. knockoff instead of, you know, some $20,000 sign? You might as well be wearing a sign around your neck that says, please come rob me. Wear that knockoff Rolex while you're dipping into the $29 gravy boat. Exactly. That's, that's what go. I would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good idea there. Um, you, you don't wear a watch. Cameron, are you a watch guy or no? I'm not. I need to get into it because it's something like, I guess when you get like 30, you just got to wear watches, right? It's just See, but ever since, I did for a long time. I haven't I, since I, because of the phone. The smartphone. The I, I was a watch yeah. guy for a long time and then got the smartphone. Yeah. And I've had the smartphone for about 10, 10 12 years now yeah. and haven't worn a watch. It's yeah. just more of a fashion statement at this point. Right, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, somebody said, I used to think it was Gladys Knight and the Pimps. We had that conversation last week. When Cam bumped back with Midnight Train to Georgia, which is one of my all-time favorite songs, yeah. love Midnight Train to Georgia. It's Glass Night in the Pit. And then, Cam, you get to my age and you stop worrying about fashion. Like, I'm sure people that watch us on Twitch are like, does Jeff wear the same shirt every day? No. I just like these long sleeve dry-fit Magellan shirts from Academy. So I went and bought, like, nine of them in different colors and just altering them. Yeah. Quite comfy. I've had a couple of people who don't like the word when somebody says, I texted Somebody said, sounds like fishes or deers. Which, <laughs> deers. By the way, do you know the mind F that plays on people? Like, like my, my mom is one person, I cannot get her to wrap her head around it. Whenever she sees me wearing one of these shirts, she's like, it's 100 degrees outside. Why are you wearing long sleeves? I'm like, mom, for the umpteenth time, it is a moisture-wicking shirt. It is a dry-fit shirt. That means when it gets wet, it cools me off. But why? It's long sleeves. It doesn't look comfortable. I'm like, trust me, I'm perfectly comfortable. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Not on board with it. Uh, Bizarro Dale Dudley says, I use Bizarro my... Dale Dudley's been a pretty big player on today's presentation. And I like it. Says, I use my fancy gravy boat and serve Thanksgiving dinner on paper plates. Yeah. And uh, moving on, and I did see one of your texts. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a game warden on at some point this summer. Are once we? we get it, yeah, once okay. we get into the slow season, absolutely, okay. 100%. All right. How about this? Somebody's the coolest sports memorabilia is the 92 Cowboys training camp roster signed by Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman when the camp was held at St. Ed's. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, chances, hey, Jeff, it's about status. Okay. The great. Uh, that's true. But again, you, you get to my age and status doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. Style doesn't mean a whole lot. I'm a, I'm a simpleton. We said, is it cemetery or cemetery? <laughs> like cement. Because whenever we and ever whenever we bring the gravy boat out, my wife gets very offended that I'm like, Well, can I just have the gravy boat to myself and I'll just drink the gravy? She's like, For the love of God, no. It's like you're not the only one that wants gravy at this table. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh <laughs> Uh, here's somebody else, my favorite collectible, basketball, and signed by the entire Houston Rockets team. They're second. There you go. Dude. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. I have a Troy Aikman autographed card, his pro set rookie card, that should be on its way to PSA right now to be authenticated and encapsulated. Mm. Oh, by I'm the way, at $500, if somebody said, at that price, it's a gravy yacht. Yeah. 
You know, I could get uh, that and you know put uh, put the rabbit in there and let mm-hmm. him you know swim around in it. Yeah, let yeah. him navigate it. Uh, oh, Jeff, you're gonna love this. Said I always sing, uh, you know, from Pearl Jam's "Better Man." Can't find the buttermilk instead of can't find a better man. Well, the first problem you have there is listening to Pearl Jam. <laughs> See, here we That's go. Your first problem. Here we go. You know they come to the town. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, nobody's got to worry about me trying to get tickets. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, Even though the only thing I'll give Pearl Jam is. Keith Moreland, I know, knows Eddie Vedder from Cubs Fantasy Camp. Friends. Yeah. Friends, yeah. yeah. So I'll give them that, that Eddie Vedder has enough common sense to be friends with someone the caliber of Keith Moreland. Other than that, though. And Eddie Vedder, went, he actually went to a Cubs Fantasy Camp. He's, yeah. He said he's the, that big a baseball fan and that big a Cubs fan. Yeah. You know? So there, there's some redeeming value for you there. True. But he uh, at least he didn't do like what Scott Stapp from Creed did in Right, just a horrible, god awful baseball song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, somebody else said, uh, I grew up with a Curtis Mathis TV, bought at the Curtis Mathis store. You know, they, their ad campaign used to be Eric Krug was in here. We were talking about that. <laughs> Curtis Mathis, the most expensive television sets in America, and darn well worth it. Yeah. I like somebody said the Bush song, singing Listerine instead of Glycerine. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's when people are saying uh, nuclear. Instead of nuclear, yeah, that's that. That's uh, uh, Jeff. What's your opinion on relic patch cards? Uh, I don't like the new stuff that's coming out. Like, well, some of the manufactured relics that Tops makes are kind of cool. I can like the in uh, Tops update they had like the batting helmet relics. I, I like those. They were just manufactured relics. It's not game used. But like, if you look at the back of some of the Panini cards, even some of the Tops cards, it'll say this. This is not from any specific player. Uh-huh. And like they're full. And you like I saw. The one that blew me away the other day, I've seen two ones from Panini Playbook football. One, it was an Archie Manning booklet, and one was a Joe Montana booklet. And it's like, oh, it's a Jersey Laundry tag, and they were both Nike tags. <laughs> I'm like, you realize neither one of these guys played in the NFL when Nike was a sponsor, therefore there would be no Nike Laundry tag <laughs> attached to either. So That's nice. Uh, hey, you're going to have an interest in this? Like, I actually do have a Luka Doncic card that actually says player worn on the back, so... At least I got that going for me. Which is nice. Somebody said, wish me luck. I'm getting authenticated today. A 97-98 Chicago Bulls team championship basketball. That is right in your wheelhouse, right? That's That's, something you'd love to have. That is, uh, yeah. You'd be all about that, wouldn't you? 100%. Yeah, okay. Uh, Coming up. Make sure that Randy Brown signature on there is legit. Got to have that. Uh, (laughs) Coming up. Uh, we'll have our Flex 30 update in our second hour Longhorn Notebook as we continue to light the tower on the horn. 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the tower with Craig Webb and Jeff Howe. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me around and get to find. I'm not the man that think I am at home. the most butchered song lyrics by the regular public of all time. That one sequence there of Rocket Man from Elton John. Maybe, maybe, you know, it might be right up there with Blinded by the Light as well. But it's, 
Yeah. Certainly. When you're getting wrapped up like a doucher. Yeah. Or revved up like a douche. In fact... Tomato, we'll, tomato. We'll, we'll come back uh, on the next uh, the next one. Let's, let's hear a little bit of the Springsteen version because it's a completely different type of rendition of it as opposed to the fusion-oriented sound that Manfred Mann's Earth Band did in 1977. Uh, right now, it's time for our Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, Cam Parker, give us the give us the recap from last night at Ranger Field. So when I asked you before you came in, I asked if you saw the tweet I tagged you in. And that was because um, I had a fairy, well, let's see, Round Rock won a 6-5 victory over Fister Ridge to clinch a perfect 14-0 district record in a district championship. Yeah. Not inconceivable. The rest of the broadcast was. Oh, yeah? See, unfortunately, I couldn't, like I said, my Twitter's is down, unfortunately. So, yeah. Like your words are broke. So, so, uh, so tell us. So the weather was an issue, of course, but, yep. but before that, so it was a road game. We started this new kind of a radio streaming thing called Mixler. We use Mixler. I don't know if you've ever used the broadcast platform before. It's basically no. just, you just stream audio-wise, basically like kind of streaming on SoundCloud. It's very simple. Now, it's set up by the Round Rock Booster Club, and I'm going to throw my man under the bus, Jeff, Andrew Wortha, who is the head of the Booster Club, a great guy. His son, Ren, is a great baseball player, a great baseball family. So but he, you're about to throw him under the bus. I'm going to completely throw him under the bus, and he's okay with it. Okay. Now, he is the head of the Booster Club, so we set up this broadcast, right? Yeah. The broadcast account, and I have access to it to stream through my laptop and the mixer and everything. Uh-huh. But he's logged into the account. So during the first inning, I noticed that there's a hot mic, and I'm thinking... Now, that's a very scary thing as a broadcaster, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're coughing, hacking, you got fans, someone comes up to you, drops an F-bomb. You sure? So I'm freaking out, wondering something's wrong with my laptop. So during the first inning, a, a player gets hit, and there's a pause in the moment. I step aside, I bring up the audio, and I can hear two people talking about the player who just got hit. There's no one around me. Well, it turns out my man Jeff was also streaming the game oh, from his cell phone no. in his podcast on his pocket. So for the first inning, I had a color commentator just not in the way yeah. I was used to. So fast forward, we get everything set up. Travis Decor pitches three straight phenomenal innings, going nine up, nine down, eviscerating the Fister Ridge lineup. Rain starts pouring in. Comes out of nowhere. Now, we are outside the Fister Ridge press box, uh-huh. so I had towels around my stuff, but where it was coming in... I had to run everything into the Fister Ridge press box. That happened two times before I realized, well, we have clear plastic bags. So I put all of our equipment in a plastic bag, laptop, mixer, and then it rains again a third time, and they call a delay. And so they're bringing the tarp out, and by the time they get the tarp out, it stops raining. And the Round Rock players and Fister Ridge guys are looking around like, we, we did all this for nothing. So we resume play. Rain does pour down again, but we kept playing. I had my laptop, the mixer, in a plastic bag on the table, and I had towels over my head to protect the headset. A very fun and wet night, but Round Rock got the victory, 14-0. It's one of those things, Craig, where it's just it's just part of the job, but I enjoyed every second of it. No doubt. No doubt. All right, there it is. There's your Flex 30 update. All right, uh, time now for a Longhorn Notebook Hour 2 edition. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Before we get to some things with Jeff, um, since we're on this rain theme, 
Uh, we know there were two rain delays in the Texas-Texas Southern game. Like one was the shortest rain delay I can ever remember at any level of baseball in my life. It seemed like it was about eight minutes. It went off, boom, boom, and they came right back out. But they came out a little too early. Then the skies opened up, and then they had to pull the tarp. Hey, and, and by the way, Jeff, one of the really cool sights of last night, and they were applauded for this very enthusiastically, were the sights of Tommy John repaired pitchers, Tanner Witt and Luke Harrison, pulling the tarp on and off of the mound, along with ground personnel. It's nice. Last night. It was it was really cool. But it was it was kind of weird. That second rain delay, the, the totality of all of it added up to about an hour. But uh, the first one was real close, or real short. And then the second one, a little more uh, extensive after that. And uh, that was part of the conversation after the game. Tom Barfield was working with me on the broadcast last night. Tom was down on the field with Longhorns head coach David Pierce. All right, uh, Craig, thanks so much. Coach, uh, your club bounces back tonight. And not only do they bounce and not only back, but in a big way. And you got an opportunity to play a lot of people. Yeah, and that was the key tonight, to try to get the game in and get as many people in the game, get a lot of our young guys uh, some experience, a couple of bats, and also getting some arms back out there. And I thought a couple of our arms really threw well. I thought Zane bounced back good. And it's kind of the things we were looking for from tonight. And, you know, just, you know, you, you, you come past a tough weekend and you got to get back out there, and they did a nice job. I'm curious, what did you do during the rain delay? What does the club do during the rain delay? Well, it really wasn't that long. So once we realized what time we were going to start playing, they kind of prepped themselves, got some swings in, and in, and um, I think I ate, ate a sandwich and just hung out. You uh, and you've been through these before. Is it difficult for for players to keep their focus and keep locked in on the game plan when you when you're on and off, on and off like that a little bit? Yeah, on and off in a you know kind of a one sided game, but. It's, it's also what I want to see. I want to see how they handle it, if they can stay locked in and kind of fight through some, you know, either adversity with the weather, some timing issues, or just whatever it is. I mean, you know, and we get to still be together and compete, and that's kind of important for our team. Next up is a road trip to Fort Worth to take on the Frogs and big series for the club coming up this weekend on the road. Of course. I mean, every one of our a Big 12 series are tough, and we're we're really looking forward to going up there and and competing, and uh, hopefully we have good weather and we have opportunity to get after it. Yeah, and uh, they'll um, I think they're planning to leave tomorrow to to head up. You know, it's funny he said really wasn't that long once we figured out what we we're doing. Guys were going through the routines, and he said I think I ate a sandwich, <laughs> and that was it. So. Uh, uh, they finished with that, and and uh, the game will be tomorrow night, uh, or Friday night, excuse me. It's 6 o'clock Friday and 6 o'clock Saturday, and then uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon there from Lupton Stadium in Fort Worth. Uh, Craig, can I just share some news with you? And then Absolutely. Can we take a break and then come back, and I'll, I'll get some Longhorn news because I just don't know how to segue out of this. All right. Uh, this is this has been published probably in the last 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, it's coming from the Twitter account of Kevin Sherrington from the Dallas Morning News. Uh, Kevin wanted to pass along that uh, Chuck Carlton has passed away. Um, you know, Chuck has been uh, somebody that I've known since I started on the Texas beat back in, you know, started going to press conferences in 2010. Uh, you know, there's several years where he called me to, to write recruiting related stuff. And, uh, 
I knew he had not been well. I knew he'd been fighting through it. Uh, as a matter of fact, last time I saw him was at the uh, the Stanford game uh, yeah. up at the American Airlines Center, and you know, I'd spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time with him that day, and uh, yeah, he told me he's you know doing okay and trying to fight through it. But uh, yeah, Kevin Sherrington passed that along about about ten minutes ago. He, uh, I, I read an article of his not. A week ago, the Dallas Stars. Yeah, he was tweeting Stars stuff. Uh, what is today? About a week ago, he yeah. was tweeting from uh, Stars playoff stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's sad here. Really good guy. Yeah. Uh, um, good. Like I said, I don't guy. know how to segue out of that. So well, no, no need to. Yeah. Uh, just you know, it is. It, it, but good, so good guy. Yeah. Uh, was you know was good to me, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a loss for the. Our business, our industry, the the you know, I don't know if anybody covered the Big Twelve in the last ten years more extensively day to day than he did. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, a it's a big loss. Okay, uh, we'll uh, be back, and we've got a couple other things and uh, to get to, and we'll wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. Now here's a completely different version of this song. It's going to sound a lot different than the Manfred Man, Earth Man, 1977 edition. Madman drummers, bombers, and Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat. In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hat. With a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older, I trip the merry-go-round. With this very unpleasing sneezing and wheezing Okay, get ready for the uh, chorus right here. Dude. All right, what do we got? Right, you got it, that's right. This, this song, by the way, is a lot longer, the original version, than the Manfred Man Earth Band. He's, he's got additional verses that they don't get into. Manfred Manwich? <laughs> Manfred Mann's Earth Band by then they were calling. It was just Manfred Mann in the 60s there when they did do what did he. Saw a can of Mann at right the here. grocery store the other day. I think this is it. That's crystal clear what that is. Cut loose like a deuce. Again, that doesn't sound savory completely. See, so there's a, that's how the lyrics were originally right. done. Uh, a couple of things I want to hit on the Longhorn yep. front, Craig. Uh, one, we talked. Uh, hour number one about Kendall Weaver from UTA in the transfer portal. Yes. Texas has reached out, so we'll track that. Still tracking Max Asmus. No, nothing of significance on the Max Asmus front. Uh, everything's quiet on the transfer portal front for Texas as far as football goes. Uh, Maybe because we haven't seen anybody enter, Craig, and they don't have any spots available. They're they're right at eighty five scholarships. Mm-hmm. So, which for Sark, that's good. I, I I've been asked about it quite a bit. I, I think I've even said it on this show. Mentioned it uh, on the site. I don't have horns twenty four seven. You know, you, if you can get to a point where the transfer portal becomes exclusively a luxury, like when you can go in there, like okay, we need a uh, you know. 
like a Trill Carter. Trill Carter fills a role. Hey, we need to make sure that you know next year we've got a run stuffing tackle. You know, mm-hmm. with all these guys draft eligible. Uh, you know, doing stuff like that, making sure we just got another rotational guy. Um, you know, with, with Gavin Holmes, Gavin Holmes was, hey, we need to make sure we've got a guy that can provide depth at corner mm-hmm. and and at that star position. So you're taking guys that really, with the exception of like mm-hmm. probably Ryan Sanborn, uh, unless I'm Craig, you tell me if I'm missing just somebody blatantly off the top of my head, like Ryan Sanborn, uh, A.D. Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, and then probably Jalen Catalan. Everything mm-hmm. else you've taken in the portal is strictly for depth purposes. So it's a luxury right now. It's yep. a really good place to be in for Texas. On the NFL draft, mm-hmm. I think all of the hand-wringing that Cowboys fans and mainly the Dallas media has done, I've seen a lot of Cowboys writers and heard a lot of Cowboys talking heads going through the Bijan scenario at 26. What if he's there? What if he's there? You said it when draft stuff started. He ain't going to be there at 26. I agreed with you that he wasn't going to be there at 26. I think he's going a lot higher than either of us thought. I've looked at the mock drafts from my I colleagues. Think I think he's going in the top 10. I, I, I've i looked at the mock drafts today from our colleague, my colleagues at CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one, Will Brinson had him going seven to the Raiders, which I think that's – it's Josh McDaniels, so I'm not going to put anything past Josh McDaniels. Of course. But every other mock had him going to the Falcons at eight. Mm-hmm. Or the Eagles at ten, mm-hmm. with scenarios where both landed him. There, one mock draft had a scenario where the Eagles traded back, I think, to fourteen or thirteen, and still got him. And I think the Falcons traded back to eleven and still got him. But that's I, I'm I'm with you, Craig. I think unless there's a trade down, I think Bijan's going in the top ten. Because you think about Atlanta. Rod talked me into this yesterday on the Blitz. We're talking about Atlanta. I'm like Atlanta has a lot of needs. He's like, yeah, but you know, you got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. And you look at what's around him, right? You got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts. Now you throw Bijan into that mix, and as bad as that division is, you can win eight or nine games next year and win that division yep. and be in the playoffs. So I could see Atlanta doing that I, I, as a move I, that makes sense. I felt all along he would be a top ten pick, not just because of the talent he is and the guy he is, and he would wow, you know, people doing all the testing and all that other kind of stuff in the interviews. Not just because of that although that's that's a piece of it but not but because of the needs of the teams you just mentioned there are teams who need that kind of player who need uh, that time uh, that kind of running back mm-hmm. that type of running back yeah. and uh the falcons and the eagles like you said maybe even the raiders cuz i hadn't really thought much about the raiders i thought more atlanta and philadelphia but yeah could see it happening for sure i think he's going to be a top 10 pick yeah uh like so for Atlanta, it makes sense because you can you can get yourself into the playoffs as bad as that division is, yeah. and it, like we talked about with Philly, you can do that. Take a running back high if that's the one piece you're missing. Yeah, and and you can make the argument that the Eagles with a big time running back that can be a multi purpose guy put him. Man, can you imagine defending uh, a read option attack with Jalen Hurts and Bijan? That's just not yeah. fair. So yeah. I I think. I think he's going in the top ten. I, I figured Detroit at eighteen would be where the run would start, but I don't think he's making it that far. No, at this I mean, point, it, there's there's way too much buzz. To tell you, there there yeah. have to be a lot of weird things happen, a lot of weird dominoes fall for him to not go that high. So I, I think at this point he's going in the top ten. Yeah, tomorrow. I think I think he would have to. Uh, it it have to be something really strange for him to slide all the way even as far as eighteen, and that's still eight picks ahead of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I've tried to say that, not out of any 
meanness or anything toward Cowboy fans. Heck, I'm a Rams fan. They don't even have a first-round pick. Not, not because of that. I just I, I don't think he's lasting that long. Nope. He's, he's, there's just there's too much demand for what he can give a team out of out of two or three teams at the very least in the top ten. E- of the even, even the detractors I've heard who are against taking running backs, they all agree. Oh no, like this guy is the perfect running back for today's NFL. Yeah. There's no question. And I, I said it from the moment he was recruited. I felt like in Tom Herman's offense, he could have played that H position, that slot position, because his hands are so good. Absolutely. And now what you're starting to hear, like, oh, man, you know, he could be a Debo Samuel type guy for us. Well, I mean, stuff like us that have followed him for four or five years, we, we all know that. Yeah. And absolutely. the rest of the football world starting to figure it out. Yeah. We find out tomorrow night, obviously. Uh, all right. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. The Rangers doing look over my shoulder there. Oh, I got the bases loaded. Top of the second. Hopefully they don't build another big lead and then have the bullpen let it slip away. <laughs> but you're an Astros fan. What do you care, right? Yeah, yeah this is neither fish nor fowl for yeah, me. I understand that. All right. We invite you to stay tuned. Up next, Chad and Zay. For our man behind the glass, our producer Cameron Parker. And for my co-host Jeff Howe, I'm Craig Ray. Thanks for joining us. We'll be with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, right here on Light the Tower.